Welcome back to another Freaky Friday here on Akira Minute. This is the only English language podcast where we dissect every single minute of the landmark blockbuster Asian cinema movie Akira. Wait, where? Yeah, I mentioned we do it every every minute. Yeah, so that's what we're gonna do today again. I'm Richard Dunham from DunhamRC.com. And I'm Jack Stovold from ReopeningTheWormhole.com. And I'm Elwood Jones from the Asian Cinema Film Club. Thanks for finishing out the week with us, Elwood. Yes. What a, what a week it has been. The craft <laughs> service has been delightful. And, you know, you've got the grapes I like rather than those other podcasts with the crummy grapes. So. <laughs> Well, so, yeah. uh, your your writer was very specific. So. <laughs> yeah, no crummy grapes. <laughs> so, but no, it's it's. We've had a lot of fun in the green room. We didn't have to want to fork out, you know, double your fee if we didn't. Yeah, uh, if we didn't. Come and, yeah, we got those. But, um, we got those gi- gigantic Japanese grapes, and you have to peel them. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna hold it with like two hands, you're like a like a mouse eating it. It's... <laughs> Or a hamster. Yeah. It's real trippy. <laughs> well, today then, um, we're talking... <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I was just about to say when we leave, I'm going to go and find myself one of those square, square watermelons. But yeah, please do carry on. I'm derailing this into food talk minute now. So uh, I think you mean suika. It's, uh, yes, it's as loopy as, as we ever get. Fridays. Okay, we're ta- today on this Friday, we're talking about <laughs> minute 85 of Akira. Which starts with a face-off on a bridge. Face-off. No more drugs for this man. Speaking of Asian cinema. <laughs> and it ends with Tetsuo deflecting laser fire. Barely. Is there anything yeah. he can't do? Can't do. <laughs> <laughs> I like, or as I like to call it, the Miyako Minute. This is uh, this is this is yes, the time. Yaku makes a makes a, his reappearance for her reappearance. This is the time it's a her because um, she's Lady Miyako in the manga. In the, yeah, in the manga. Um, I always um, I always thought this character was a dude until I read the comic. Yeah, <laughs> it's not really clear, is it? Um, looking no. at this this character and yeah, when they were introduced earlier on, whether on yeah. When they introduced earlier on on the bridge, and you've got like the light, the fire reflecting the sunglasses, it was like such a classic anime moment of like that late eighties, early nineties style. Um, so yeah. much so that if you if you go in the manga releases, they did their little clip show at the start, and it was always like that was their key clip of he- there were the beads like uh, chanting away. Right. It's like this is what we sell: <laughs> weird, <laughs> weird, weird coat folk and fire. Well, the so, thing look, is, like look, with the fire Asia. and the glasses, it looks like that uh, the Nazi from uh, oh, uh, Raiders uh, of the Lost Ark. Right, I can see that the one who burned <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. the his hand. Yeah. Oh, and the manga. I mean, she's this is the, the this is a great thing because the manga her character's completely different than the anime. Yeah. In the anime, she's like just a religious fanatic. Who may be having this hoax clan, but she's got ties to um, Nikatsu, old uh, rap boy. Nizu. Um, yeah. Nizu, Nizu yeah. sorry. 
you guys know the name so much better than myself. I just use like vague descriptions. <laughs> Faith, faithful, almost like, like faithful, we've been doing this for 16 and a half months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> faithful rat boy. <laughs> and when we look at her in the manga, she's like one of the... She's one of the numbers. One of these, the test students. Yeah, she's one of yeah. the test students, but she, she's been able to grow up. She's survived the right. first apocalypse of Akira. Yeah, she got out of the program and was able to age yeah, exactly. normally. Yeah. Yeah, and she's like a whole other power center. She's yeah. got like like warriors, basically, soldiers <laughs> working for her and yeah. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, she's actually like a a, a real like head of a temple mm. in the old days where, you know, she actually has like political power, which uh had you know, head priests of temples did have and still do have to some degree. It's it's a real... I mean, just her story alone is like a real same point for, for actually reading the manga. I mean, I don't read a lot of manga, but I sort of dip in and out of this and the Battle Royale one. And just the difference is so startling in like terms of the story. It's like, you can understand why when they came to the anime, they kind of went their own direction with it rather than trying to adapt what the uh, the manga is. But it's certainly one of the more interesting characters of, of this film. I think just mainly because she's so quirky looking when you got this character on a on the being carried on the chair with the traditional dress and everything else has got this sort of like cyberpunk edge to it she's sort of like this real sort of throwback to the roots of like old japan right um that we see elements of still in the city but she's sort of like the one of those um actual grounding elements there so yeah and uh, like her appearance in the film if you know the comic which i wish i did better I'm still still going through it, but um, I know she's she's a big, you know, like we said, she's a big aspect of the comic. So it's almost like just an Easter egg in the movie for yeah. fans of the comic, because like she in the movie she has no real part of the story. I no, mean, just the face of this weird cult, but that's it. But it, it is just like, hey, comic fans. Uh, that's a... <laughs> it's that character that you may know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's, it's, um... she's, she's in the movie. It's not important, but she's there. No, it kind of ties all the writers together. It gives them a reason to be there rather than just oh, let's follow the crazy psychic kid that's like walking and tearing Neo Tokyo a new one. Um, <laughs> by having her there, you can understand why a lot of these people are uh, sort of blindly following him. Uh, rather than just being scared, the scene like, oh, it's this big uprising, and then you've got all the people just attracted to the like chaos and anarchy, and the anti-government protesters, and it sort of, she in many ways she sort of linchpins the whole mob element together. Just her presence yeah. being there, even though she has no real power, she has no real purpose in this this story compared to obviously to uh, the manga, where she has, as we said already, she's got more of a key part. I mean, is her links to um, Nitsu even? Like mentioned in the film, I can't really remember. It's overly made overly clear. It's no. I I don't think it's clear. You, you may suspect it from the way that Nezu talks about her, like in yeah. the way he points her out to you. There's, but there's it's one not scene, yeah, where her and her dudes are like painting Akira on a on a bridge, and yeah, he's just like, see that that's that's future. That's what I'm all about. But he doesn't hmm. like. He's not like. Do you look? That's Miyako. She's like my friend, and uh, 
<laughs> no. And we meet like for coffee every other week and we discuss yeah. like how we're going to undermine the government and stuff. <laughs> She's cool. That would be so interesting. That's like, that'd be such an interesting subplot. She just like comes in and just like decides and just like puts her, her big hat down and sort of like, oh, it's just been a <laughs> hell of a week. Yeah, that that's you a know, hat. It's not her hair. It's actually a hat. Yeah, it's just been <laughs> half a week. You know, we've had the whole cultist numbers have been rising. Time to organize and retrain everyone. It's just, you wouldn't believe. <laughs> and when we, you know, we pushed out the colonel and he, you know, organized a military coup de coup de top. Yeah. Man, that was a hell of a thing. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, she's kind of like. The way that she's the focal point for the mob is kind of like. Have you guys seen The Mist? Yes. That, uh, Stephen King. There's that that oh, the you crazy know religious woman. lady in the uh, in the grocery store who kind of acts as a similar kind of focal point for the yeah the madness of the mob. It it always frustrates me just how quick they are to like get behind her. The fact that it only takes us like a couple of things going wrong, and suddenly, like, oh yeah, she totally must be like who we need to get behind. <laughs> Again, let's get behind the crease religious lady, not the the guy who's like coming up with a plan. Yeah. Um, Again, they're 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 Springfieldians. That's why. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so. It's it's weird that like these this laser corps, <laughs> this laser squad, yeah. like when they first line up. They're pointing all their lasers like up at the sky, like before they. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess that's their safety position. Like, oh, we wouldn't want to, we wouldn't want to hurt anybody before we, you know, decide to hurt <laughs> everybody. Yeah. No, it, I, <laughs> yeah. The other thing that's uh, quote unquote funny to me about this minute is like, it's as much like Tetsuo is the threat, but it just seems like. Uh, we also just want to, like, kill everyone in this crowd because they're, you know, anti-government, so fuck them. Let's just shoot them all. I mean, it kind of reminds me of some of, you know, <laughs> last year, some of the protests last year. It yeah. seems like the cops were just excited about using their non-lethal weapons. Yep. They just yep. enjoyed shooting people. Yep. I guess these guys are, like, they've got lethal weapons. finally <laughs> excited to, to use their guns in, in anger, as you Brits say. Yeah, it's, it's like we've been, we have these fucking cool lasers and we haven't gotten to use them on anybody yet so we're gonna use them for real dude (laughs) do you think they're even like focusing on the crowd and just like they're they're just focusing on tetsuo because they've proven already that a tank can't stop him so like these guys are like well let's try try these things because you see at the start they're like 10 other protesters to like go back um which is sort of them giving them a chance and then they're just like then just solely focused on stopping Tetsuo, and they're just sort of like uh, collateral damage. What? I'm sorry, I didn't quite follow you. You're saying uh, it's just, um, I'm just saying we were obviously talking about them obviously using the lasers on the crowd. Yeah. Um, yeah. When at the start of this minute, they're saying, you know, you see them giving the announcement to the crowd to like go back. Okay. And they, I just wonder at that point, they think, oh, well, they're just collateral damage. Our main focus is just stopping Tetsuo from getting any further. That's yeah, why they that, don't tend to really care about firing too much into the crowd. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that's how it reads to me. Like, yeah, Tetsuo's our main concern, but also uh, these are which are religious nuts and mm. like anti-government protesters. So, fuck them, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and it ends we on we don't care that much. 
And we've already we've already uh, shut down the media, so like we don't really yeah. need to be that concerned. Yeah. Well, when uh, when that protester gets hit with the beam, though, and it's like suddenly his like arm explodes, it's like <laughs> no, no. like it's classic, horrifying. <laughs> it's horrifying. Yeah. But he seems like so surprised. He's sort of like, huh? Ah! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. It's like uh, is dad getting his arm cut off by a wire. Ow. Oh yeah, with sandwich is like <laughs> my I hot dog. Just slices. <laughs> oh, and uh, Tetsuo seems to re- react to it like he's he seems horrified by it. I mean, even given yeah. I don't know if it's like given all the the horrible stuff he's already done if he's really like has a flash of empathy for the crowd or if he's just um impressed by the weapon that's being aimed at him next. Yeah, knowing I I'm I I also find every time I watch this I'm a little surprised like he's like whoa or like man that's fucked up but I think knowing Tetsuo it's mostly just like for him, probably oh that could maybe fuck me up like I can stop a tank shell in mid-flight but I don't know about that laser I'm a little worried about that yeah that's what it uh, that that's how it reads to me but it could be like you know maybe there's a a little part of his heart that actually still cares about other people, but I don't. I'm not sure I buy that. Uh, he's she took his dodgeball training and like know that if you can stop a tank, you can stop a laser. <laughs> <laughs> you can dodge a wrench. You can dodge a car. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so frustrating. This this minute ends at the worst possible time. Yeah, yeah. And it's so like you see him like he, and. They like he actually gets knocked back for the first time in this this ongoing fight where they all focus on it and he has the psychic shield and you can see he's knocked back slightly and that's yeah. like shakes and then he's like okay time to show you my power and he starts pulls up the uh, post on the bridge and then it ends and you're like damn it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean sorry Owen I mean but you have gotten a hell of a week you got to admit I that, know I've so. got a hell of a week. Um, <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> We've, but we've, uh, it is we've it is like helicopters and crash yeah. tanks and and the you know the Vegeta moment the uh, yeah what else but um it is like <laughs> it is kind of like oh I want to see what happens next it's just like one more minute <laughs> so um that's how they get you <laughs> um, it's like it's like Katsuhiro Otomo knew. That people were going to podcast it about it yeah. one minute at a time. It's like you know, in like twenty years from now, it's really going to bug some guy. <laughs> it's bugging some guys right now. Got <laughs> somebody, somebody uh, uh, in the editing booth. Like, oh, you're going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> I've timed it just so that. <laughs> yeah, that's so artificial. Cliffhangers. Mm. I love how the scenes like shot though from the opening because we have the really high up shot. We don't have like the usual sort of side on shot with the tank and and that we get the high on shot. So it's even though the press have been taken out of it, we're still getting these like aerial shots included, and it just um, 
really gives a sort of perspective of there is no where to really run. There's only one direction you can go, and that's either straight ahead to face more these army guys, or you can go back the way you came. And I think it's it's good that it sort of bottlenecks it into this sort of stand up because everywhere else we've seen him so far, it's all been we've seen a couple of these bottlenecks, like when he's in the hospital when he escapes his room originally and like everything else has been like these big open sort of escapes like in the city. So it's kind of interesting to see well, what happens if you put Trapper in a corner and poke him a bit. Well, what's, what's yeah. he going to do next? So yeah, it's a good, which, uh, it's a good kind of overview of the tactical situation, which mm. it's hard to do in something that's not an anime. Like I think Spartacus does a good job of that, but it's yeah, it's hard to do in maybe some of the Lord of the Rings movies. It's um, and it's always in these these sort of moments where you you've got him essentially trapped that you see him really sort of go full out with his power. Like in the hospital, we see him like turn those guys into soup, and now with this uh, this time we get to see him raise up a pillar. What he does other than that, you guys are gonna have to listen to tomorrow's episode for. Mondays, yes. Well, Monday's episode, sorry. <laughs> Spoilers. Oh, yeah. Jesus. What a what a thing to come back on and beat the Monday blues with. It's I yeah. know. I can't I can't wait. That's gonna it's, it's gonna <laughs> that's gonna make my week. As I sit here thinking, Oh, I wish I'd see that and then remember, wait, I can actually just go and watch this without having to stop every minute. So <laughs> Again, this is an artificial cliffhanger. It was not designed yeah. to be that. We've just made it that. Yeah, go ahead, Elwin, and enjoy after we finish this. <laughs> oh, you've yeah. Never, you've never seen the end of the movie, right? So, <laughs> Yes. Um, there's some crazy stuff that's about to happen. Let me just tell yeah. you that. So the banners is... Uh... Yes, that was... I, I've, I've uh, Well, I've never looked this up before, and I did, and it was... Uh, it's oh. like Namida, right? It's like the... Well, pure land the, Buddha chant, or I didn't actually look it up. I just yeah, the so Nami Namu um yeah, the pure land Buddha chant is Namu Amida Butsu, but this is um, Namu Akira Oh uh, Akitsukami. So Akitsukami is that's the or Oatsuki. Uh, Akitsukami is the last two characters, which is um, something I learned just looking this up. Is kind of a term for it means a living god, and it's kind of it's often used as well, not often these days, but sometimes used as a form of for the emperor, like a living god. Oh, okay. But uh, the middle, and it's usually, but then it's. The, the prayer in Pure Land Buddhism is usually Namu Amida Butsu, like the Amitabha Buddha. But the middle characters are Akira. Okay. And it's, so it, now it's we actually, know how to write Akira in kanji. Yeah, I don't, like, that's clearly, nobody in Japan named Akira has this kanji. They're very clearly Ateji. Like oh, kanji yeah, 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 like the rest of it. Created. Like, like Namu Amida, yeah. Yeah, is but, it um, on the poster though the kanji for Akira? No. Well, that's katakana, so it's it's like the phonetic one of the phonetic right. alphabets. So uh, yes, not right, the uh, right behind the pictographic. Richard's yeah, head. yeah. Kan- kanji are the the Chinese characters. Yeah. So the 
like the the characters they've given for Akira are ah, just like that's usually even a kanji. It's usually just used phonetically. Like um, I guess the original meaning is like a jar or a bottle, but it's usually used in compounds to phonetically represent Asia. Yeah. And then the next one is kageyaku, which is like shining, glittering, shining. And then ra, which is like some kind of uh, thread or something. It's actually one of the... It's the sa- is that the same ra as in uh, is in uh, Rashomon? I think so. Um, I know it's one of the first kanji I learned because it's this, the ra in Shinra from Final Fantasy VII. Okay. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Another thing Final Fantasy stole from Akira. <laughs> so that that's... Yeah, but... Um, yeah, like I said, this would... It does say Akira, but it's like a phonetic way, like as someone who doesn't know the name would just... Yeah. It's almost like the the old kanji names of countries like America or something, yeah. or mm. like no one actually named Akira would have these crazy characters as their name. But that was like that was really cool. Like that is cool. So it's it's like one of these guys, <laughs> one of these guys hold or two of these guys holding up the uh, the Mitsukoshi or the 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 seat. They're the ones who like came up with the characters. Oh, wouldn't it be cool if we used this to write it? Yeah, it just it has the feeling of like, oh, this is this is big. It's important. And I never knew this until I I didn't know how to write Namu either, which is just South Nothing. That's funny because Namu Amida Butsu is like it's a it's just that's also in Japanese. Like there's kanji for it, but it's just. They're just phonetic transcriptions of like the original Sanskrit, I think. So seeing these banners, it took me a while to decipher it, and then like I got the Namu and then the Living God, and then suddenly it just clicked like, oh, these middle three characters, that's oh, it's Akira. Now I get it. Naruto. That's very cool. Sorry. Sorry for my rant. That's I'm done. Okay. Why we're here. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I'm just looking at the um <laughs> the detail of this this uh scene again because when you look at the the opening we've got the entrance to the bridge which uh Tetsuo's coming through. Oh there's so much detail and like and color in those pipes. Toba pipes. They're coming down. It's it's Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's not all just uh one color and then when you get into how that tank is moving, and you can see the gun is the vibrating bouncing. off the yeah. engine. Oh my god! Yeah, and it so never <laughs> you never see this because it's normally just like static, like it's it's got really good um, shock absorbers there. But you can see it's like bouncing along, and it's not this moving; it's just the vibrations of the engine there, which is so cool. And then obviously, when we get into you compare you compare their side which is all nice and clean, and then you see the side with the quarters and just covered in garbage and. <laughs> <laughs> the intricacy of that crowd again, as so they're like coming through, and you can see they're all very dis- sort of disjointed mob, and that's like some are picking up things to throw, and all the while you've got um, our court leader there, who's there chanting about purifying, <laughs> purifying our hearts with the flames of chaos, and so, uh, but no, it, it's really just the the small details of the scene, and when you said about the laser guns. 
about how they point him up and the way they carry him it seems that they are quite heavy even though that's kind of undone later when we look at how Canada just throws it around like it's nothing <laughs> well that's how that's how cool and awesome Ken it is <laughs> what a cool guy what a cool he's been, guy <laughs> he's been taking his vitamins <laughs> And that cape is once again not affected by the uh, <laughs> the lasers and the slices. <laughs> so, so, some portion of Tetsuo's psychic powers is is devoted to keeping that cape in place at all times. Because <laughs> you can see it, f- it flies back, so it feels the force going back, which is weird. Because if you set up a psychic shield, there's still the f- enough force to waft his cape up. The, yeah, I'm looking at it now. That's true. Yeah, and his little, his little bubble. He's a bubble boy. Boy, I love in the soundtrack. You can hear glass smashing for a couple times. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things about this minute. This thing's I never really listened to the soundtrack without the pictures. It's, well, so I, no, don't I, what, I, I, I don't I mean, know what I don't know what's been added and what's not. Yeah. I think, oh, I think right, yeah, it's not on the CD, but um, yeah. People, uh, clearly dudes throwing their Nihonshu or Shochu bottles on the ground. As I have done many a time in anger. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you get their attention. That post, where does that post come from? Because you see it rise up there, right at the end. And, I mean, is that part of the bridge post he's rising up? I mean, what? What are we talking? What are we supposed about? to assume that is? Oh, okay, that's what you mean to say. Post right at the end of the t- the uh, second, you see that um, you see the the metal block that just rises up. So he gets hit with the the lasers, and just as he's getting knocked back by the lasers, you see the metal block rise up. Oh, are you talking about like the pieces of the road? Like, yeah, that's right. Because it's, it's, it's. I wonder if that's like the way you know if. if because before in the hospital, he has basically he had this sphere of force that expanded and turned those those people into jelly. Yeah. So I wonder if that's it. Looks like he has a sphere, the same kind of sphere that he's using to block the lasers. Maybe it's just going into the road and kicking up the asphalt. Right. Uh, and you can see again. I'm just going back to the uh, Lady Cotis and. Um... When she's going through, and you see the fire come up, and there's heat waves there. Yeah, yeah. This is ridiculous. This is. <laughs> Who is sitting there going, "Oh, we're going to make sure we have this." There's debris in the air. So, and even like in, but when you look behind her, the sky pattern is not just one color. You've got actual trails of cloud in there, which is. And then see, like a little bit, you can see where like the lights coming down as well. She's moving forward towards the end of her sequence you can see like the sun coming through and it changes the light pan in the background and it's <laughs> this is just <laughs> insane it's too much it's too good like why <laughs> it's it's like the, the i'm why am i now finding like small details like this like why did i not notice that the gun is vibrating why am i not seeing what's happening in the background here I know that. I mean, again, we have the best job in the world, which is watching this uh, movie <laughs> one minute at a time. It's just, you just—it really 
you, you for, really, for, you, I mean, there's so many things you don't even notice about how like awesome is it. As close as you look, there's always something new. Yeah. 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 Well, we had that, what was it two, a couple of days ago when we were looking at the court, court scene trying to find one character carrying a keg. Right. Um, and then trying to find the, the little hood of Akir. Yeah, trying to find that little Hulk guy at the end of the riot scene as well. Yeah, so, it's, it's just it rewards more, uh, almost more than any other movie. It rewards like very careful attention. Just, I mean, not specifically in terms of plot details, but just like looking at it closely. It's like, oh man, the work they put into this yeah. is just astounding. And that's all. I mean, it's all. We notice it now, but I think, you know, it's all in the background and it's kind of, I think in some way, even on the first watch, you, it puts you into this world. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's it mostly is unconscious first time you're watching, like all the little things. But you, you, but you, it's something that lets you walk away like, oh my God, that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Even if you, you can't articulate why. Exactly. Yeah. Go back yeah. and look at it frame by frame. All by doll. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Any any final thoughts or any on the besides what with the slobbering that we've already just done? I'm just trying to. I'm just as I'm looking at the the laser packs and just wondering: do they run out as quickly as uh, when they're being used properly as they do when Canada gets hold of them? <laughs> I do appreciate the Presumably. fact you can charge them off your bike, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like just plug it into the cigarette lighter or whatever. <laughs> um, I guess Canada picked up one that had already been used. I, I, I guess they're probably pretty new, a uh, new technology, so the battery life is not great. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, props to Kai for figuring that out. I mean, we'll get there, but. <laughs> All right, well, you want to tell us a little bit more about uh, the Asian Movie Cinema Club? Uh, yeah, the Asian Cinema Film Club. Um, it's as it's a, a podcast, as we've uh, covered before. Uh, you can check out our blog, which is asiancinemafilmclub.wordpress.com. Other than that, you can find the podcast wherever you get your podcast needs to. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple, CastBox, we're everywhere. We just put out our... Third round of top 50 Asian cinema, so our list is now stands at 150 Asian cinema that we that we love, and it's all based on just the cinema that impacted myself and Stephen, um, rather than just like oh, what's the most critically acclaimed and mm. what because a lot of problems when you make it, see a lot of these lists, it's just like oh, we have to include like Kurosawa, we have to include Ghibli, and we just said no, we're just going to do every time we do 25 episodes, we're going to add 50 onto this list. I'll do 25, you do 25. and uh, oh, okay. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, you can go and let box and uh, see all 150 titles and then go, wow, you guys have really bizarre taste. <laughs> <laughs> and wow, do you love Sion Sonner. <laughs> so he just made a movie with uh, Nick Cage, right? Have you seen that yet? Yes, he what? did uh, Prisoners of Ghostland. Um, oh, right, did, right. Right. And um, he's really interesting. He's like Mikey in many ways. You think he's picked up like the mantle where Mikey sort of when they finished his outlaw period around 13 assassins and with imprint. Sion Sono kind of picked up that 
uh, infantry bliss or the mantle and started mm-hmm. doing things like Why Don't You Play in Hell, Tokyo Tribe, Tag, uh, Forest of Love, and sort of been doing the sort oh. of movies that we used to associate with Mike. And he did that uh, Tokyo Vampire Hotel. It's like a series. Yeah, right? he's, yeah. Um, he did that for Amazon and yeah, he did uh, Forest of Love for um, Netflix. I didn't realize he did uh, Why Don't You Play in Hell like that. Mm. But- that was actually just, a movie that my parents watched, and they're like, "Jack, you got to see this. You're gonna love it." <laughs> <laughs> he's such a he's got such a varied filmography because he obviously has like the splattery sort of movies and things like Suicide Club, and then he do stuff like Whispering Star, which is like a super low budget sci fi drama like Land of Hope and Glory. So he's he's never a director you can sort of pin down to any one particular style. And then we have, but he's as I said, he's just one of those directors like Takashi Miike, like Satoshi Kon, um, mm-hmm. that we just find ourselves continuously return to. I think with Satoshi Kon, we only have to do Paprika, and then we've done the whole set uh, on the show. So yeah, I just I've just watched that finally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people yell at me for yeah. not watching it. Yeah, which one's that? Sorry, uh, Paprika. Oh, it's so wonderful. Yeah. It's Paprika. I think is. One of the only films I've found that rivals the Akira in terms of like detail when you look at the parade sequence in, in Paprika oh, and sure. like the amount of moving objects that are happening in that. And then it's the only thing I've seen that comes like close to um, Akira other than, you know, perhaps like Ghost in the Shells or Wings of Wanamese. Yeah. So, um, Elwood, are you down to co host uh, Paprika Minute with us? <laughs> if you ever did for Freaking Minute, that would. I don't know if I've got that sort of um, intestinal and- fortitude to sit and do like 86 minutes of. Oh, it's much more than 86. It's probably more than that, isn't it? So I, I always optimistically think, oh, it'd be like. It would be so easy. I mean, um, I mean, when we did like the chapter by chapter breakdown of Battle Royale, and that's like 24 chapters. And there's like, you will hit chapters where like nothing's happening. And it's like, <laughs> what do we talk about here, guys? So, for you guys who like got a minute when nothing happens and you've got a whole block of those, then I just like, I take my dip, I tap, uh, tip my hat to you guys. Take off your headdress. <laughs> yes. That's a ball. Thank you. But um, yeah, I think in many ways this has made me perhaps appreciate some of like, the detail work in Akira more than I had previously. I mean, I've always said that it's a phenomenal piece of work, and I still stand by that now. And I think just these uh, these minutes we've done this week have just sort of like gone. Oh wow, there's just so much more detail than you even think there is in these scenes. Yep, uh, it's a lot of fun. So you can find dear our listeners can find uh, actually the Battle Royale podcast. At yep. uh, it's one of the mo- uh, podcasts you can find at moviesbyminutes.com, including this podcast is on there. Another podcast that I uh, have done, a Ghibli Minute that I did with my daughter, is uh, on there as well. Check that out. Uh, I think I think Star Wars Minute is on there too. Star maybe? Wars Minute is sure. also on there. <laughs> And uh, shout out to uh, Pete and Alex for kind of kicking off this whole genre of podcast that we're enjoying uh, being a part of. Anything else you want to plug, Jack? Uh, yes. Uh, sure. I I have three other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a busy, stupid man. So um, uh, Star Trek's back on the air right now 
for better or for worse. So I'm talking about, uh, right now we're talking about Star Trek Discovery on Jack's silly little friendly neighborhood Star Trek Discovery, Short Treks, Picard, and Lower Decks podcast. And uh, Richard Dunham himself recently showed up to talk about how much he hates Discovery. (laughs) (laughs) I also have a Deep Space Nine podcast, which is... Uh, a Star Trek show that I think most would probably agree is much, much better than Discovery. It's an <laughs> awesome show. <laughs> and we've uh, finished talking about every episode of the show. So now we're just doing like monthly bonus things. And right now we are spinning the Tongo wheel and going through every Ferengi-centric episode of every other Star Trek show. And I also do a Planet of the Apes podcast with my buddy Jeff Clark, whose house I'm in right now. I'm house-sitting. He's in Canada. We talk about Planet of the Apes, and we do bonus ape episodes every month. Well, not every month. We try to, but uh, just other movies. Ape-related entertainment. So, it's uh, a lot of fun. The So, that's uh, the apecast at Libsyn.com. ReopeningTheWormhole.com and Jack's Discovery at Libsyn.com. And Richard, I think you mentioned Ghibli Minute. I did, yes. Talk a little bit about that. That's a Movies by Minutes uh, podcast that I did with my daughter. May still pick it up again. So we did same format as this uh, with less swearing. <laughs> it's a fan <laughs> PG-13 uh, rated uh, content. Oh, I, I, yeah, I mean, the... Uh, the, the content is much different than Akira, too, so it's much more family-friendly. Yeah, yeah, but we did uh, we did Nausicaa and the, of the Valley of the Wind. We did Laputa, uh, Castle in the Sky, and we did My Neighbor Totoro. We actually really did <laughs> Grave of the Fireflies. <laughs> family-friendly. Every single minute of that, so that was... <laughs> We did that one week on of that, and then one week of Totoro. So we did that back and forth. Alternating. That was the only yeah. way we could get through it, which is, yes. uh, which is how they were released initially. They were released as a double bill, still, like a double that's feature. Still so crazy to me. Like yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're, we got through about 70 minutes of Kiki's delivery service, and then life happened. So, <laughs> life uh, finds a way. Yes, um, hopefully. And I was on three of those, so yeah, I was there. That's actually that's how we met. Beautiful story of how Richard and I met is through Ghibli Minute. So, uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's really it's a wonderful show. It's very relaxing. It's chill. We're very chill. Yeah, it's very there. chill. Yeah, uh, check that out. And Richard, we also have an email today, a little short one, but we we do have a new email in the Akira box. So send your emails into, what is it, Akira, what is our email address? I forgot. Akiraminute <laughs> <laughs> at gmail.com. Okay, I thought it was that. It's pretty easy. Uh, we have an email from former guest uh, Major Medina of the Reflex Point podcast, a podcast about robotech did we not is this, did we not cover this already no don't think so did we well 
you can edit this out if we did. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think we have. All right. Uh, but he, he, he says, hi, guys. I've been out of pocket recently with work and such, but I'm listening to the show, and it's really great. Uh-huh. Thank you for having me on. The show is spectacular, and of course, your insight is spot on and entertaining as all get out. Hope you're doing well. Aww. So that's that, that's sweet. Thank you, man. Thanks, Major. Yeah, we love you too. You didn't say you love us, but we love you too. <laughs> we love you anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a really nice thing to get. Um, thank you. And if you want to shower us with praise, once one more time, that's akiraminute at gmail.com. Or if you want to, you know, harangue us, we're all about that too. So, and we also a have fight. a Facebook group, uh, Hakuria of <laughs> wanna, Harukia. Want to do that again? Harukia, the Akira Minute Listeners Lounge group on Facebook. You go there, you can get as many peanuts as you want. So, yeah, check it out. All right. Well, thanks again, Elwood. No, oh, thank you. It's uh, been such a fun week to come and hang out with you guys and talk about Akira and share many random <laughs> um, links to other things like Bakira and the Akira project. And <laughs> Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to watch uh, that. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, you can uh, check, check that out at your leisure. Um, it's all on, it's on YouTube as well. And yep. you can see uh, Simu Lee in a very early role as um, a army colonel. Oh, so it says in the credits. I keep thinking he's like three or four different army guys in there, so you're going to have fun with that one. But, uh, yeah, it's... Um, and just uh, obviously with your ape cast, um, another ape movie for you, I don't know if you've heard of it, Mighty Peking Man from the Shaw Brothers. Oh, we've done an episode about Mighty Peking Man. It's, and um, I, I fucking loved that movie. It was so good. It's, yeah, it's just been added on to uh, the Arrow Player because it's been released as part of Shaw Vision Volume One. Oh, and yeah, the Shaw Bros. What we know them as like kung fu movies. They did a lot of other stuff as well, like um, the Oily Maniac, and they did uh, Mighty Peking Man, which is their take on Godzilla. Uh, well, uh, or, or King, King Kong. Should I say. King Kong. It's it's basically. A yeah, cash in ripoff of the 1976 King Kong in Asia, but it's actually like really good and maybe even yeah. better than that. You can 76 um, King Kong. It's awesome. You can watch a man actually wrestle a, a leopard, which is yeah wow. interesting in itself. Yeah, no, it's 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 fucking awesome. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, they did that in Inframan, like pretty much back to back, and suddenly it just stopped, it was the end of their sort of like kaiju output but just as a giant ape movie it's just phenomenal yeah so good <laughs> highly recommend everyone to watch that and then listen to the it cast episode about it cool all right i guess that wraps it up uh thanks again and uh we'll catch everybody next week here on akira Good night. Good day.